0: I want to see myself lift that cup, and I want to do it in Washington, so um, i definitely see, see myself do it. I think that will be my motivation. I'm going into training every day and, and prepare for camp, and whenever camp starts, that, that will be on my mind. Oh, Hank, let's get to the show, folks. Let's get to the show. You're listening to Forever Blue Shirts Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Your home for New York Range News and Insights. Let's get to the show. Hello, folks. You heard the man, Henrik Lundquist, now a member of the Washington Capitals. It doesn't feel real, and it seems really weird. Uh, So yesterday, social media of the Washington Capitals showed pictures of him in a Caps jersey, all, you know, Photoshop, of course, but still pretty wild to see, if you ask me. Um, That was Henrik Lundqvist on his Zoom interview talking about a Ray Bork-like story and seeing himself win the Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals. You know, honestly, if there's one team I want to win it all next year, not the New York Rangers, then I would love to see Hank win it. I'm going to say it. I'll say it. I'm sure a majority of fans will feel the same way. I would love to see Henrik Lundqvist raise that cup after giving everything he had for 15 years. Yes, it was time to move on. The Rangers absolutely are looking to the future and You know, with the shortened season possibly coming up, or the condensed season nonetheless, you're going to need two very good young goaltenders to shoulder the load. These guys are going to have to play a lot of back to backs. There's going to be a lot of hockey on top of hockey. And Igor Shosturkin and Alexander Georgiev are the future of the club. Um, And not just next year but for the next several years. And you could see the trend in the National Hockey League is going with two goaltenders. You know, the days of 70 games for your starter is kind of dead, at least for now. You know, these things are, they all trend. I mean, I remember very clearly in the 90s, a lot of teams with a, you know, had a one-two punch. Uh, And then it wasn't until... You started seeing the Patrick Waz, the Martin Brodeurs, the Dominic Haseks, the um, Eddie Belfours, just totally dominating games played for their clubs. And it worked. And they ran their goalies into the ground. For whatever reason, it worked back then. And Henrik Lundqvist is probably one of the last of the you know carrying the load goaltenders I can think of in today's modern age. But anyway... Henrik Lundqvist is now a member of the Washington Capitals. And the Rangers yesterday made a signing indicating to me that Georgiev should be signed sooner rather than later. Uh, that He did get a qualifying offer. All the major uh, restricted free agents received qualifying offers. And we're going to get into that in a little bit on this show. But, um, yeah, the Rangers yesterday signed Keith Kincaid, uh, former Devils goaltender, uh, and the the reason for that, he actually got a two-year deal, which is significant, not a one-year deal. The reason why is to expose him to the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft next summer. Now, the key here to understand, Shesterkin is automatically protected. Uh, he's under the amount of uh, games played, years played. So he, he's automatically protected. They don't have to worry about Seattle picking him. Uh, but Alexander Georgiev at needed to be protected. So they will protect Georgiev and they must expose at least one goaltender. So the Rangers will expose Kincaid. That's all you need to know about that signing. So we're also gonna get into some of the other signings and we're gonna do that in a flash. So yesterday was the opening of free agency. Rangers made a number of small signings, uh, but the one that we need to talk about and the one that everyone was talking about yesterday was the Rangers' signed defenseman Jack Johnson. What, the what? So the recently bought-out Pittsburgh defenseman um, is certainly an interesting decision. Uh, once again, one year, $1.15 million. So the bottom line is, I don't get it. <laughs> and a lot of people don't. Now, there is some history between John Davidson and Jack Johnson. John, John Davidson probably likes him a lot. He was in Columbus. While he was in Columbus, he was an alternate captain um, for a few seasons there. He was a, a number three overall pick in 2005. Um I I just he's never really lived up to that hype of being that. He's just he was a solid defenseman, but he, he's regressed tremendously and Pittsburgh couldn't wait to get rid of him. Now, here's my biggest concern. Uh I'm not concerned about one year, 1.15 million dollars. Um, but if this is the first indication of what Jacques Martin is is going to bring to the Rangers as their defensive coach on the bench, uh, you know, if this was partially his move, I'm questioning it. I I'm sorry, it's not the it's not the best first sign I'm seeing. You're talking about a big defenseman who plays the body, but from everything I've read, all accounts he loses position and defensive zone coverage a lot. He's also really slow-footed. I'm not sure I see a fit. I don't know why. I, I just don't get it. Uh, I Hey, listen, maybe six months from now, I'm eating a bowl of crow. I, just, I don't think so, guys. I'm struggling with this particular move. I, I don't get it. The Rangers are a puck-moving transition team that's supposed to be quick and fast. And now you go out and sign Jack Johnson. And when the only good thing at this point you can say about a player is he's got good character, I, I, I'm i still scratching my head. It's always good to get character guys in the room. Absolutely. 100%. Love good character guys. And I couldn't hold Jack, uh, Jack Johnson's jockstrap, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, on the ice. So... I really shouldn't be talking anything at all. But the truth of the matter is, you know, we're sitting here and we're trying to examine the team, examine the moves. And Jack Johnson is not screaming a good signing. He's a depth defenseman. Great. Fine. He's your seventh defenseman an insurance policy. Okay. I could deal with that. He's cheap. To me, that's got to be signaling you're going to move on from Brendan Smith. And if you do, it's a good move. If you're, if that's a signal, you're moving on from Brendan Smith. Kudos, great. All right, and I like Brendan Smith, but at four plus million dollars on a, on a cap hit, you know, I hopefully they can package him and, and move him today. Uh, that would be great. There's got to be some teams out there still looking for defensemen, still have good cap space. Uh, Brendan Smith's got to you know, wave is no no trade clause, or got to find the team that he didn't list on his uh, modified no trade. To move him today, and it's possible that that could happen, but the bottom line is this: Jack Johnson move. I'm I'm not fully getting it. Uh, if he's playing anything better than bottom pair, I'm seriously concerned. I'll uh, I don't have to question a lot there. But let's not make a mountain out of a molehill. That's my feelings on the Jack Johnson move. Uh, I think I, that feeling is shared by many. I mean, Larry Brooks wrote a pretty scathing article about it Um, but we'll see how it goes let's talk about some of the other signings really quick Uh, we'll run through them right now the rangers first signing yesterday was actually defenseman brandon crawley Uh, excellent signing especially for the Hartford wolf pack 6'1 202 pound defenseman so far, he has one hundred and twenty-three AHL games under his belt. The Rangers obviously need defenseman um, down in Hartford. Uh, he's twenty-three years old. Uh, he split time with the ECHL Maine Mariners uh, and played a couple of games for the uh, Rangers affiliate in Hartford, the Wolf Pack. So hey, his future is going to progress with the Wolf Pack. Uh, he is also a decent spot call-up and a good move for the Rangers. Another signing yesterday for the Rangers was centerman Kevin Rooney, who played with the New Jersey Devils this past season. Uh, Picked up uh, four goals, five assists for nine points in 49 games with the Devils. He's a pretty solid player. He is probably going to be this year's Greg McKegg. Uh, So look for him as the 13th forward spotting sometime on the fourth line this season. Rangers added a defenseman yesterday as well by the name of Anthony Batito. He's a 30-year-old. He played 51 games for the Winnipeg Jets last season. Uh, He's 6'1", 210. He's got some NHL experience, 183 games under his belt. He is more than likely destined to be one of the veteran guys down in the Wolf Pack. Uh, So I wouldn't expect much. Maybe gets a spot call up. Possible seventh defenseman if nothing works out with Jack Johnson. Rangers also added a center from the Nashville Predators yesterday in Colin Blackwell, 27 years old. Um, this is another one of those things where I'm looking at a Wolfback player, gonna probably play in the AHL. I don't see him making it with the Rangers. Uh, he'll probably be in camp, but don't expect much from um, Mr. Blackwell. He only has 33 games of NHL experience uh, under his belt the last two seasons, but certainly a decent pick for the Wolf Pack. The Rangers added another forward, 27-year-old Anthony Greco, who who is coming out of Queens, New York, folks. So we actually have a Queens kid, which is pretty cool. Um, that's been signed by the New York Rangers organization. He uh, played one NHL game. On December 13, 2018, as a member of the Florida Panthers. That's his NHL history. Um, So anyway, he signed with the Rangers. He's a 5'10", 174-pound forward. He is an AHL guy, so I'm not looking for much. He played uh, in the San Jose affiliate uh, last year. So look for him as another depth signing for the Wolf Pack. Uh, Don't expect to see him with the Rangers. But once again... The Rangers made another small minor league move, setting up the Wolf Pack, making sure it's competitive. These some of these guys may wind up in the ECHL anyway. They also added another twenty-seven-year-old free agent yesterday in Johnny Brodzinski. So uh, this kid's from Minnesota. Uh, he's another one of those guys, basically a career AHLer. Uh, so he's another Wolf Pack signing. Um, Rangers, again, trying to identify guys that can fill up the roster because uh, they have kids that, you know, they're going to want to put there and maybe call up. So this makes total sense. Again, nothing to go crazy about. It's just another minor league move. So, what are the Rangers doing, folks? Your guess is as good as mine if you want me to be honest. Um, we know the situation with the team is they are looking to improve their number two center spot. With that being said, we need to talk about Ryan Strome. Ryan Strome was qualified very late, about an hour and a half before the deadline, to qualify all your restricted free agents. That was telling. When asked, Jeff Gorton told... The media on a Zoom conference post-draft, he said, we were exploring our options and we wanted to keep it open up until the very, very end. He was implying that he was shopping Ryan Strom around, looking for possible trades or maybe looking at other trades to improve the center position and thus letting Strom either walk, which I doubt that would have been the case, but they would have at least traded his rights to a team. Um, But that that didn't happen. So we know, now we know definitively, Ryan Strom was tried to be moved. (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty big admission by a general manager. It doesn't mean that Ryan Strom can't come back. It certainly isn't a good feeling for Ryan Strom, but at the same time, It's a whole new world. We're living in a post-COVID flat cap situation in the NHL where a lot of teams are imposing internal caps. I mean, if you look at what transpired yesterday, first off, Alex Pietrangelo, still not signed. Breaking this morning, he said he will not make a decision today. The insiders are reporting from Drager to LeBron. He's not making a decision today. He is probably going to make a decision sometime tomorrow. That's the way it sounds. Uh, another person still weighing his options is Taylor Hall, still unsigned. You know, this is not normal. Usually the big gun free agents are gone. They're gone on the first day. The only one of the big name free agents in the top three, Tory Krug, let signed last night. He was the only UFA to get a seven-year deal. The only UFA. A matter of fact, I think there's only one other contract that went for six from the UFA market, and that was Jacob Markstrom going to Calgary. But the bottom line is, long-term deals were not given out. Braden Holtby got only a two-year deal from the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and not even a walloping one, under $5 million. You know, that's, I really thought Holtby would get something, but what is Carolina doing? Carolina, you really like your goaltenders, is that is that for real? Colorado, you really really like your goaltenders. I mean, are you? Is anyone trading for Marc Andre Fleury at this point? Maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, I just I, I'm still perplexed. I'm looking at the goalie market and I'm seeing what took place, and yeah, I did not for the life of me see Braden Holtby going to Vancouver. I don't know who did. I really had him pegged for Carolina, Colorado, your obvious, you know, contenders that are looking for goalies. And Markstrom walked. He got $6 million. The Canucks, who are trying to deal with the cap, um, they got before 4.6, I think it was. So they saved. And they only are tied in for two years, Um Hope he can get exposed to the expansion draft, and I think that's exactly what might happen there. Um, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I don't know the Canucks situation well enough, but it still was a wild day when it comes to goaltenders. But when it, we're looking at Strom, um, there was some rumor that Boston was interested in bringing Ryan Strom. Now, I'm not going to call out names, but the same person who put that out um, on Twitter uh, also said that the LA Kings and the Rangers were talking a quick for Lundquist swap, which was absolutely bull, period. Um, anyway, bottom line, what's going on with Strom? I do not know. He could still get signed. I put Strom at 50-50 the last time, and I'm still sticking with that. I think the Rangers are trying to still see if there's a trade to be made today. Now, one thing that, was, uh, that I noticed... Uh, And another person brought it to my attention, is that Ryan Strom no longer appears on the team's website, (laughs) on their roster, and even his number sixteen has been given to Kevin Rooney. Um, I wrote about it today. I I, it was kind of more like tongue in cheek. I did note that hey, it could be an oversight. um, While I'm recording this podcast, right? So let's give you some idea of time. It's eleven o'clock in the morning. I'm going to go to the New York Rangers website and I posted that article at eight o'clock this morning. So it's been several hours. Let's see what the New York Rangers website has at this very moment for their official roster. And when you click on the roster, by the way, just to be fair, Jack Johnson's name was not there. Okay. Um, but it's still it's still showing Kevin Rooney and the number sixteen and no Ryan Strome. Uh, is Jack Johnson there? No, Jack Johnson's not there. I'm I'm looking at that. Is that some sort of a like back end? They gave Rooney a number and maybe that superseded. I don't know. Don't care. But I just think it's funny that you're talking Ryan Strom trade talk and he doesn't appear. You know there was one center. That the Columbus Blue Jackets bought out. Alex Wemberg. I would have liked to have seen. Uh, go, make it to the Rangers. He signed with the Florida Panthers. On a one year show me deal basically. For 2.25 million. I don't know if the Rangers just weren't interested. But he seemed to be a player that made sense to me. Um, at least to give them some center depth. Worst case scenario. Play third line. You know, does that raise a flag that they believe there's a better center option out there to add to this team? Uh, I'm hoping it's not, you know, Miko Koivu, if you want me to be perfectly honest. Um, I'd like to see the Rangers go with somebody younger, that is for sure. But I, I did find it odd that they weren't in on that. Maybe they were, but... 2.25, that stopped you. That was the reason that stopped you. Um, there could be something brewing. It could be something bigger. There could be something better. I do not know. Now, Steve Eiserman did say um, in his post day one interviews um, after signing Bobby Ryan to a one year deal, I think that, that was a great move uh, by Stevie Eiserman for sure. And it wouldn't be surprised that Tyler Johnson of the Tampa Bay Lightning was put on waivers. Uh, if there isn't something that eventually happens uh, with Steve Eiserman and one of his former guys from Tampa, Tyler Johnson, um, they definitely have cap space to do it. Now, back to what Eisenman said, when they were talking about moves yesterday, he said a lot of talk about trades, especially any trades for teams that, you know, are trying to unload cap. That was basically not dealt with. People spent their money. People made their signings. Like there were a lot of signings, a lot of one, two-year deals, a couple of three-year deals. Uh, I believe I mentioned we only had one six-year deal, one seven-year deal. Bottom line, I got to tell you, today could be a day we see trades or at least this weekend, a lot of the talk that might have taken place at the draft will be culminated this weekend. So yes, Brian Strong could be moved today. Tony D'Angelo could be moved today. I will note that there was Tony D'Angelo talk and the two teams that supposedly have been reported to have reached out about D'Angelo were the Anaheim Ducks and the Vegas Golden Knights. The Anaheim Ducks signed Kevin Shattenkirk yesterday. So let's throw them out of the mix. That's their right-handed defenseman. And Shattenkirk played really well for Tampa. And did a great job. He got a three-year deal with the Ducks. I don't think they're going to be circling in on Tony D'Angelo anytime soon. Um, the other player, uh, the other player in the Tony D'Angelo market, was the Vegas Golden Knights, who are still actively trying to land Pietro Angelo. And I do believe they are the favorite to get him. Another team to watch out on the Pietro Angelo front is the Boston Bruins, but we'll see what happens. Bottom line. I don't think Tony D is going anywhere. Uh, Gorton was even saying mm. that the top four defense next year could very well be Ryan Lingren, Jacob Truba, Adam Fox, and Tony D'Angelo with Fox or D'Angelo moving to the left side. Is that the way I would go? No, because I don't know where what, what they have going on on right defense for a third pairing. Um, Jack Johnson's a left-handed shot. So even if he was going to play in the lineup, he'd be third-pair left defenseman. My God, a D'Angelo and Johnson, third pair defense scares the just scares the crap out of me. Um, you, people will be missing Mark Stahl pretty damn quick if that's going to be the case. Uh, regardless, regardless of that, you know, Libor Hayek, third pair defenseman, uh, Keandre Miller. I have high hopes for Keandre. I really hope he makes the team. I really do. I would love a defense next season of Ryan Lingren, uh, Jacob Truba. I would love to see Keandre Miller paired with Adam Fox. I think that would be dynamite. Dynamite. Yes, they're young. Yes, they'll make some mistakes. Miller especially. But man, that would be a great defensive pair. And I'd love to see Libor Hayek make this team uh, or, or Tarmo Runinen. That's a name we should keep an eye on too. Make this team and pair with Tony D'Angelo. Um is going to get a deal. I think D'Angelo gets a $5 million deal. I think he gets a two-year deal. Maybe a three-year deal. Takes him to free agency. I would not worry about Nils Lundqvist coming here. I would not worry about D'Angelo's contract not being able to be traded. D'Angelo is an excellent defenseman. And if you feel that you know Nils Lundqvist is better than him, you can trade him. And you'll get at least a first-round pick, right? And that's all you need uh, if that's going to be the case. So those are the two big ones. Georgiev, he's going to be signed. Brendan Lemieux, he's going to be signed. I think Brendan Lemieux is going to get a nice three-year deal. I would love it to be around 1.5 million. That would be great. I think did Giuseppe get signed? Uh, He'll get under. He'll get under a million. But dude, Giuseppe should be you know retained. I think the Rangers are in good shape. I think there's... The big question now is center. I don't think there's anything to be done on left defense. What, what's out there, guys? TJ, TJ Brody went to the Toronto Maple Leafs because they were out of the Petrangelo mix, too. So I, I don't see anything happening on left defense. And I think that's why the Rangers said, we better just... Let's get a veteran. Let's get some insurance policy. Jack Johnson's a guy people are familiar with. Um, character guy. Uh, He certainly is uh, not going to be a fan favor of the analytics community. Uh, I think a lot of the eye test community is going to be a fan of him as well. Uh, And I think everyone will get on his case if he's playing too much or not being properly used on that third pair playing 10 minutes a night uh, and not seeing any specialty special teams time. So it is what it is. But D'Angelo, I think, is going to get that deal. I don't see a trade for D'Angelo could be wrong. Once again, nobody really knows what players could be moved. Uh, people's cap situations, the dust I think is going to settle. I think when you're talking about Terrell Hall and you're talking about um Angelo, those are the guys that are going to get 7-year deals. Okay? There's two more 7-year deals those are the only two they are going to get it. Tyson Barry, there's talk about him playing with the Oilers. There's talk about him maybe in Vancouver. He's not going to get a seven-year deal. He's not going to get a six-year deal. He may not even get a five-year deal. Um, but anyway, those two guys, they're going to go, I think Vegas Golden Knights get Angelo right? So that automatically means that they're out of the D'Angelo mix uh, if they were ever really in it uh, or if he was ever really on the market. Taylor Hall, so much as 25 teams Elliot Friedman reported or called in on him, I think you could see him in Montreal. You could see him in Boston. You could see him in Nashville. There's a ton of places he could go. The Rangers are obviously not one of them. There is no need for it. So, I mean, most educated Ranger fans know this. Some Ranger fans who are maybe more casual do not and see a big name and think, Rangers could go out and get him, uh, unless Taylor Hall can play center. Uh, he's not somebody the Rangers would even look at, and he's gonna he's gonna definitely get eight million, seven eight million. There's teams that are gonna give it to him. I think Montreal would be the best spot for him. I think Montreal is gonna give him the best contract and money, uh, with bonuses and no trade clauses. Bottom line, not not somebody the Rangers are gonna be interested in. And if the Rangers are going to get a center, it's going to come through a trade. Uh, that, and if it comes through a trade, I don't know what the package is. I have no clue. I don't think anybody does. Have you seen anybody reporting anything on the Rangers of consequence when it comes to it? Larry Brooks, who's probably the most tied-in person to the Rangers, has nothing really on it. You know, who knows what they're going to do? It could be a complete mystery. We could be in complete shock and awe. Maybe all the Rangers do is sign their restricted free agents, go into next season, and maybe become a player at the deadline and make a big move then. Who knows? I don't have anything really of consequence there. With that being said, I promised you guys I'd answer some of your questions. So let's hop to your Twitter questions right now. Let's start with... A question from at Phil U916. He asks me, Could Strome be moved as soon as today? Do you think the report Boston was in on him is accurate? If so, would you see him coming back to the New York Rangers? So I did address that in this podcast, but I'm gonna run it down really quick since that's a really good question and a good recap question. Could Strome be moved today? Answer is yes. Do you think the report on Boston was accurate? I told you. The guy reporting about Boston being interested in Strome or being in on a Strome trade also reported that Jonathan Quick and Henrik Lundqvist were being talked about swap between the Kings and the Rangers, which is ridiculous. Okay, And do I see him coming back to the Rangers? Yes, 50-50 at this point. Completely 50-50. It depends on what could be out there in a trade that no one sees. And I really don't know. Me, Magic Me and... Wow, what would be awesome! I've said it a hundred times. Although I don't think Tampa's going to do anything, man. But would love to see Steven Stamkos in a Rangers uniform. I know he's often injured lately, but he's only thirty years old. And man, when he's when when he's healthy, he's as good as it gets. <laughs> Him and Panarin, it, I just I I start to shake. Like I I don't even know what else to say. I would love it, but the contract is too big. Would they eat 50% of the, of the of the contract? Would they really do that in order to move them? I don't know. I don't think so. But hey, that's just me fantasizing. And guess what? We're all allowed to dream. Um, let's go to another question. This one comes from at Sports Appeal AJ. Uh, not a Rangers-related question, so I love it. Do you think Hope be signing with the Canucks is an upgrade over Markstrom? The answer is no. I don't. But at the same time, I don't think it's a big step back either. I think it's it's a nominal step back, if that's the case. Uh, Markstrom certainly was better. Uh, I like Markstrom's game and in goal a lot more than Holpe's last season. But Holpe in the right situation on the right team is still a very good goaltender. And I don't think the uh, Vancouver Canucks took a hit by signing him and letting Markstrom go with that contract that he got from Calgary six six by six. Another good question comes from at JP Waxer. So at JP Waxer asks, how would you just best describe what JD and, and Gordon are trying to accomplish recently with free agent and draft moves? Okay, so that, that's an excellent question. Let's start with the incredible signing of Jack Johnson. No, I just, I just, I'm only kidding. (laughs) Uh, What do I think? I think the Rangers are being patient. I think they are rebuilding as they promised. Uh, I look at their draft. I thought their draft was solid. I don't pretend to be a prospect's expert. Uh, The Rangers won the draft by selecting Alexi Lafreniere, which is proof positive that this is already a great offseason. The the Rangers, I'm going to be honest, the Rangers maybe have the best off-season acquisition of all teams. Yep, that's it, by getting that pick. Alexi Lafreniere, of all the players changing hands and going to different places, yep, the Rangers may have won the off-season with that one move. So it's a, it's just, it's incredible. Uh, Braden Schneider, hey, big defenseman, mean defenseman. The Rangers were easy to play against. This kid is not easy to play against. And the best part is, he can play, he can score, he can shoot, he can pass, he can skate. He does everything you want, everything. So drafting a defenseman at, t- at that pick, 22, uh, at, well, they. I'm sorry, 22 to 19 because they traded up uh, to block the Devils, which was awesome. Uh, Love that little little gamemanship at the draft. So, I, I, I love that move. When it comes to the free agent signings, we talked about it. They, nothing of consequence, not even Jack Johnson. Sorry. The, there's nothing at this moment that free agent signing wise indicates anything to me. Taking care of your own, signing your restricted free agents, that's indicative of where they're going. Patience, rebuild. The, the, the shoe to drop here is there a trade to upgrade the top six forwards? And what is that trade? You have to assume Strom would be gone. But what if he isn't? I think it has to be because they're expecting to get a big payday around the $5 million mark, to be honest. And they would maybe want to walk away from it. I don't know. Um, I think you live with it. You have the cap space to live with it at this point. But what's the trade? Who's in that trade? Is Puchnevich in that trade? Is Strom is part of that trade as well? The Rangers have a lot of right wingers. They really do. They have Bucinovic. They have Kako. Kako's moving up. Um, you have Kraftsov. You have Julian Uh Di Giuseppe could play right wing on the fourth line. You could have. Could you imagine Kako's your first line right wing? Kraftsov's your second line right wing. Julian Goochee's your third, and Di Giuseppe's your fourth. What does that leave Bucinovic? Is he part of that trade for a second line center? That's all possible. It's all something to consider without a doubt. It's all possible. But as I said, if they go in with what they have, I'm still comfortable with it as well. And last question. This comes from at Anthony Cipria 16 And that's my Italian coming out. Uh, at this point, would you see the Rangers entertaining a Georgie move and have Kincaid as a backup to fill another position? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I can see I can see the thought process behind it. Um, is it possible? I don't know. I, I don't I do you want to see Kincaid play 20, 30, or 40 games next season? I don't. I don't think that's good for the Rangers. So no, I think Georgiev is staying right where he is. Um I appreciate the question. I think it's just to address it. I think it's a good one. Anyway, folks, that's a wrap brief podcast, wanted to touch base, wanted to keep the shows going, wanted to give you what I was thinking on the Rangers, the moves, the draft, and everything else, and that's a wrap for today's show, catch me next week, I have a special guest for you guys coming up, uh, somebody who played for Coach Quinn in college, so anyway, there you go, see you guys soon.